CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is The Hash Podcast. Stay informed with the latest on Bitcoin, ETH, the Metaverse, Web3, and more with stories that matter to the crypto world. All on The Hash for your ears. You're listening to the Coindesk Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. You're watching The Hash on Coindesk TV. And if you're listening to us, we are on Coindesk's podcast network in your ears, you know, just soothing you through your day. I'm Jen Sinassi. I'm joined today by Zach Seward, Wendy O, and Will Foxley. It is rough out there. People are losing jobs, losing money. But Zach, you have a little bit of optimism to share with us this morning. A little bit of something, at least. It's definitely a combination of things. As you've probably heard, there's a ton of layoffs in the market. Most notably, Coinbase said it was getting rid of 1,100 folks yesterday. Now we're hearing from some other exchanges that they're actually hiring. We have Kraken saying it's going to hire 500 plus. We have statements from FTX, US, and others saying they're hiring as well. And then we have this sort of weird braggadocio uh, from these announcements that includes some low-key disses on spending on Hollywood actors, shilling ads, and also putting one's name on sports arenas. Probably looking at crypto.com on that one. Here is Binance CEO CZ saying, we're hiring 2,000. Come join us. It's a stance that he's reiterating after making some comments in a similar vein at Consensus just last week. Let's see the clip. There's not just Coinbase. It's like exchanges all over the world. What, what about Binance? How are, are you concerned at all about faring this crypto winter and so i think it's not the first time we went through a crypto winter uh, if we're in a crypto winter or going through a crypto winter this will be personally my third binance is second so it's not the first time we, we went through this and this is uh, binance has always been very frugal a large spendings within a sponsor super bowl within a buy stadium rights so uh, we have a very healthy war chest we in fact are expanding hiring right now okay bit of an olive branch to those laid off bit of a hey we're good you're bad it's always funny to see this stuff as people ride these attention cycles. I'm going to toss this straight to Will for his initial thoughts on some of these proclamations from rival exchanges who are actually beefing up right now as others are cutting back. Yeah, definitely. This is, uh, this is tough for a lot of people out there uh, to see like them getting laid off and then it's like, okay, where do I go next? Luckily, there are some open positions, it seems like. And it's also great that a lot of the technical jobs within crypto are highly transferable and also still in demand by some exchanges out there. They're going to need engineers, they're going to need devs to build these next products for Web3. Uh, so it's cool to see that. It's cool to see Binance still having 2,000 open jobs. 
that more than ameliorates all the lost jobs from Coinbase, Gemini, Crypto.com, and other places, right? So if we're looking in terms of like job openings to job losses so far, uh, there seems to be more job openings. Obviously, some people are going to leave the industry, you're going to get a bad taste, or maybe they're going to find outside people. But that is a nice silver lining with all the bearish news so far. I just want to zero in, though, on what we're talking about with the sports headlines, like the, the sports naming rights and the Hollywood actors. I mean, how much money did Crypto.com spend on the Lakers stadium? I think it was $700 million for that. Uh, it's paid over the entirety of the contract, or maybe it was a paid up front. I can't remember. But $700 million is definitely enough money to keep all those people on the payroll. So perhaps not the best idea. And I think why this happens is because a lot of people in the higher rankings of these companies think that this is going to be the way they get their next wave of adoption, right? So a lot of these exchanges were sort of in the same ballpark. Coinbase, FTX, Binance, all of them are all sort of like next to each other. There wasn't a head and shoulders outstander during this, this last uh, market cycle. And so I think some of them were looking for some way to break away from everybody else. And they thought maybe getting in front of a larger crowd would be the way to do it. Maybe getting that Super Bowl ad would be a way to get away from the rest of the group doesn't seem to have worked out and binance which is the largest exchange by trading volume globally uh is slow conservative steady and probably going to be the best coming out of the situation of course ftx and some others are still around and they seem to be doing just as fine but coinbase gemini crypto.com definitely taking a brow beating from uh headlines and from others out there right now wendy i'll give it to you so again, you guys know that I'm not a big fan of the layoffs. I especially think that, you know, a lot of these companies should have done better to budget and to anticipate a bear market because I don't know how a lot of people didn't say that we saw this coming. We all knew that we were going to get a bear market. It was just kind of a question of when. So I didn't understand why they didn't kind of, you know, fill their war chest up. However, I will say that marketing is a necessary evil that does need to be done in every single industry. If you're not putting your name on sports arenas or sponsoring actors or actresses or whatever the case is, how are you going to get your product or your service out to mainstream, to the masses? So a lot of people don't like marketing crypto, which I totally get. But at the same time, it is somewhat of a necessary evil. It can be debated how much capital should have been deployed for marketing. But I guess a lot of people kind of got caught up in the bull market. People were like, oh my gosh, I'm printing all this monopoly money. I've got all this crypto cash, whatever. And they can kind of deploy it to see who's better and to continue to outdo each other. I do like that we're seeing some of these crypto exchanges come forward. And let's, you're, start, you're starting to see a little bit of their pettiness come out, kind of arguing with each other, like who can do better, who can outdo each other. So it's kind of a little bit humorous. And that's part of the beauty of crypto is to see this bantering back and forth. But at the same time, at least they're using this for good. At least they do have open jobs and they will be able to hopefully accommodate some of these people who were let go by exchanges. Yeah, FTX was one of those firms that spent big on marketing, right? And they are still hiring. So Sam Bankman-Fried tweeted, last year, the largest piece of negative feedback we got from VCs was our workforce wasn't growing exponentially enough. We had two, around 200 employees and they were expecting around 2,000. So I think we also need to think about where the money is coming from and these external pressures that are happening. In the bull market here, we have... Sam saying, you know, our VCs, our investors wanted to see us grow much faster. And then we have the CEO pushing back and saying, in my experience, you know, we need to prepare for what's to come. So I can kind of understand when we're talking about these massive raises, there are VCs, there are people behind those raises who have different expectations. And so there's a lot 
at play here. But Will, I think I saw your hand go up. Yeah, just the old adage, all things in moderation, right? Whether that be marketing spend for your firm or for hiring, you need to do things correctly. Otherwise, you're going to have a bad time. So these firms, like it would suck to be Coinbase and have to let off 1,100 people. And they're already getting lamb blasted by everybody for what's been going on. It sucked to be Gemini right now, have to lay off some staff in crypto.com. But they didn't act in moderation. They got ahead of their skis. And right now, we could be seeing the same with some of these sports deals as well, right? These FTX Arena Miami or the Staples Center becoming Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles. Uh, we could see more bleeding just because they spent so much on marketing and then the market dried up. And that happens, right? Retail leaves the game pretty quickly. And then that giant sports arena you bought or that giant billboard you bought means absolutely nothing. Wendy, to you. Before I take over with my next story, there's a couple things that I want to talk about. Um, being born and bred from Los Angeles, California, I do like to see crypto presence here because we have a crypto community here, but we're not as we're not as vocal as a lot of the other states. So it's nice to see representation. I understand it's very expensive representation, but it does feel nice for me to drive by and be like and tell my daughter, look at this is what mommy does for work and you know talk to her about crypto, et cetera. So that's a cool thing. Another thing I want to add before I talk about my story is I do hope these crypto companies that are doing the hiring, I hope, I hope, I hope that they are going to be placing a lot of emphasis, not only on the tech and building for Web3, but also on hiring people for great customer service. Because you can have the best tech, you can have the best product, but if you do not have people that have social skills, and this is something that gets bypassed a lot in crypto, if you don't have good social skills... I'm not, I'm not yeah, talking who about needs the social hash. skills in crypto? I'm not talking about the hash. I'm just saying from my experience, from what I from what I from what I've seen, social skills are just as important as having technical skills. And the reason why you can have the amazing product, but if you cannot articulate what it is to a large group of people, it will not do well. So can we talk about my story now, guys? Sure. Ready, ready, ready? All right. So my story. Kevin O'Leary says panic event is needed before crypto bottoms. And again. Every time I report on anything that has the term bottoms in it, it is just funny to me because I just have to laugh at everything. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it, especially with everything that's going on in the market. I am a child. I don't I'm, know, Jen, a, that I'm feels like your sense of humor too. <laughs> yeah, right good. <laughs> We've got to laugh at this stuff. So anyways, if you guys don't know who Kevin O'Leary is, he is the Shark Tank dude, right? Shark Tank dude. Um, but he basically said, you don't get a bottom until you have an event. He told Acquaintance this week in the crypto world, we need someone to go to zero. I understand what he's saying. I don't like that part. But basically what he's saying is he's saying that the crypto markets need some time to continue to capitulate, to drop, and then in order to recover. And this was also said prior to his, I believe, on 622 Wonderfy, we'll move to Toronto Stock Exchange from Canada's Neo Exchange. So I'm not from Canada. I don't know too much about Wonderfy. I do know that they are, according to this article, very compliant when listing digital assets, DeFi, gaming, participating, all that type of stuff. So I would like to actually get Jen's take on this since I think you're from Canada, right? Is that right? I'm from Canada, but I probably have as much knowledge on WonderFi as you do. So I can't really give much. I mean, when I read this, I, I immediately thought, didn't Terra kind of kick off this event? And now today we have the Fed meeting. Interest rates are expected to be the highest they've been in 28 years. I feel like the event is here and we're going to see something happen very quickly. I don't know if anyone has any thoughts on that or anything to add, Zach. Yeah, from Terra to Celsius, 
Three Arrows Capital. We'll talk about them later. There's plenty of panic events going on right now in the market. And whether that means this is a bottom or not is still to be determined. Could go lower. Who knows? We're going to have to consult with Wendy O on some technical analysis shortly after this. But we're definitely seeing a lot of these events that are shaking out the weak hands or even some people who had been in here making big money over this bull run in the case of Three Arrows Capital. So it is wild to see this. This is what you hear crypto OGs say during the bear the tourists go away and the real biddlers stay. And we're beginning to see the, that process play out yet again. So whether he's right in his bottom collar or not, I don't know. But it sure seems like some of those events are unfolding as we speak. All right. I will toss it to Wendy, however, for her thoughts on the crypto bottom. I don't think we've bottomed out yet. I think we are going to see we're, we're dumping 100% dumping. I'm looking at the chart right now as I as I speak. And I do, you know, we do have like some nice support at like $20,000. But at the same time, I'm expecting a lot lower. Um, because I don't think we fully capitulated yet. I do not think that we have heard the end of all of the drama regarding all of the poor decisions of many people in the space. So I do think we will go quite a bit lower. I wouldn't be surprised if we ping pong between approximately 10,000 and 20,000. Obviously, I like to update weekly, but I'm just expecting a lot more blood and a lot more downside to happen when it comes to Bitcoin. And then, of course, with altcoins, those there's going to be a big cleansing that will occur, unfortunately. So I hope everybody has practiced safe risk management. Let's hand it over to Will for his thoughts. Can I take this a whole different direction? Let's talk about Kevin O'Leary for a second. Mr. Wonderful comes in here with his hot take that the markets are going to die. Thank you, Kevin O'Leary, for telling us what we already know. And thank you for getting yourself another headline. How does he do it? Like, how do these celebs always come in at the last He's second? Mr. Wonderful, give you, like, first of all. That's how. <laughs> We asked him. <laughs> what a job! I would, I would love to have a job like this, where I can come and state the obvious fact everybody you knows, do. and then get a headline. Here you are. <laughs> not talking about other people's news. This is not the case at all. This is just like fraud, but we're okay with it. We're like, oh, cool. Kevin said it. I'll roll with it. It's just stupid. Okay, that's all. Well, I'm sorry. It's also a smart marketing tactic because he's also able to kind of share his exchange that was yeah, in this article as well. He's an authority well, on the subject because he got very, it at the very right authoritative. time. I guess yeah. so. But at the same time, well, it's yeah. good because there's hopefully we can buy lower and then swing for higher and make some money. Zach. Yeah, every every figurehead, you know, <laughs> activates their own little posse. And Kevin O'Leary, I think through this cycle has been that like buttoned up crypto guy. He's like, regulation is good. We need clean Bitcoin mining, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and I think this very much speaks to that crowd, right? He's like, okay, I'm saying this. I'm going to let it be known to the people who really are in my corner that this is happening, right? You know, there's the Will Foxley fan club too, right? You've been saying this before. Yeah. You've been ahead of the curve. But there's different trajectories of the discovery cycle, all right? So this is for just a different crew. No big deal. Wow. A Kevin O'Leary apologist. I didn't know we had one on the show. It's good to know. Good to know. <laughs> hey, man, we love Shark Tank here. All right. Great on Shark he Tank. He is great on Shark, Shark Tank. Tank. You need awesome. that guy on Shark Tank. Tank you need that, that is guy. a Hollywood no, produced actually, you know show. Will, <laughs> it is good. You Wendy, are don't the Mr. ruin Wonderful the TV for us, please. I'm born oh, and raised in good. LA. I'm so sorry. I see it all the time. I have to, I have to educate the masses, okay? It is Hollywood production. Hollywood drama. Mm. All right. Good stuff. We love <laughs> the LA. LA scene. It's popping. All right. Long derided and attacked stablecoin. Tether says it has... Nothing to do with Three Arrows Capital, which is a hedge fund that is looking pretty bleak at the moment. Three Arrows Capital put out a tweet yesterday saying that they are looking at resolving the situation with their funding after being liquidated by at least a few different large lenders in the space. 
At the moment, we don't have a lot of information or insights into Three Era Capital's book. At one point, they had about $18 billion under management through both VC investments and just also trading. Of course, I was at the peak of this bull run, so November 2021. Since then, Bitcoin's price and all these assets prices have bled out. So their assets under management were probably around $3 billion. It looks like they had a $400 million liquidation on their books, which put them into an insolvency period. Pretty tough look. I love the tether angle. That's my only take. Tether somehow always gets brought into this or like, who can we talk to? Oh, tether. Tether probably is Tether's problematic. We should talk to them. But Three Arrows Capital is probably the biggest takeaway here. Zach, I want to throw this one up to you. Get your take on it. Yeah, that was the tweet coming out of silence after much speculation in the market as to whether or not 3AC was down bad. And that tweet, oh man, that's a statement right there. This is the follow-on effects of what's happening in the market right now. We're seeing titans. These are titans of the trading world suggesting that you know things aren't as great as they once were. So watching that stuff happen, watching it unfold on chain through labeled wallets, is something that our reporters and others in the space are doing, and it is quite the sight to behold. I got to say, Tether, through the Terra collapse, and now here, they've been strikingly resilient during this whole thing. I just have to say that. They have been a rock while everything else is going crazy around them. Whether or not their claims are true here, we do not know. They've made some claims in the past that haven't been entirely true. But for the most part, they are holding strong, and they are trying to assure the market that the reserves backing USDT, which is the market's largest stablecoin, are safe and sound. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can continue to weather this downturn. But so far, so good, knock on wood. And we'll see what happens with Tether and some of these other big players in the space here in the coming days. Jan, I'm going to throw it your way. Saw your hand. Yeah, I have a question for Will. So Tether and transparency or lack of transparency have been, you know, the, the two topics that kind of coincide with each other a lot over the past year as, as we talk about Tether. Now, in regards to the article, so it was part of a statement, in regards to their clearing out the commercial paper backing that this will gradually decrease to zero without any incurrences of losses, all commercial papers are expiring and will be rolled into U.S. Treasuries with short maturity. And so there's all this speculation, like, are they telling the truth? Why are they just not being transparent? and letting us see what is actually in the treasury. Why is there all of these smoke and mirrors? I think the short answer, and this is the non-tinfoil hat answer, is that if they did that, then everyone would know their strategy, right? So how does this stable coin work in the first place? Well, people give me money, and then I enable them to use this token that they can trade with. But what am I going to do with that money? I'm going to put it onto other markets and earn interest with it. That's the only reason Tether is able to make money. If Tether just swapped one for one that dollar that you give to me, and then I give you a cryptographic dollar online, and I was just holding it, I wouldn't be a business. I would just be like a mailing address. I would need something else to make my business operational. So what they do is they take all that money that they get from people wanting to trade, and they turn it into different markets. A lot of times money markets, they get like 1% per year, very low risk, that's very liquid. So you can just cash it in and out. And then you have, boom, a business. And once you get to scale $80 billion and you're earning 1% per year, you have a business, right? You can function. So I think like if they started opening their books and were extremely transparent, then where would their market go, right? They'd have a lot of competitors coming at them. I think a, another point to this, and this is maybe fair, is that there are periods where your books are not as good as other periods, right? Their market is very volatile. Sometimes Bitcoin goes up, sometimes it goes down. And sometimes the stablecoin world also goes up and goes down. 
depending on market situation. So sometimes traders are going to pull with funds from Tether. They're going to withdraw. Sometimes they're going to put money into Tether. And sometimes things don't operate as smoothly as you would like it to. And so, of course, you want a little bit of a break between what people can see and what's happening behind the screen in order to protect your business. So I, for one, am not necessarily like on the Tether Truther case. There's a, there's a whole world out there between the Tether Truthers and the non-Tether Truthers, the Tether Futters, and we shouldn't get into that debate here. I think what is really interesting before it passes up to Wendy is that Tether has made investments into a lot of these firms that are currently blowing up. So at one point, they did invest in Celsius. I don't know what the resolution to that was. It seems like they got their money back or at least part of their collateral back. Uh, so it seems like they're probably came out on the other side of that okay. But Tether is a big company and they're well known for doing VC rounds and, and investing into some of these projects. So that is probably the most concerning thing. And we'll have to find out in time if there's anything here that's spoiled underneath the surface. Wendy, I'll give it up to you. One of the things I want to add is back when I first started trading, like back end of 2017, 2018, is I used to trade in Satoshis, like with Bitcoin pairs, never with Tether pairs, because it was hard to find an exchange that supported that. So I feel like we need to kind of go back to using Bitcoin trading pairs it would make things a little bit more interesting because we see so many traders utilizing Tether and other stable coins. So I wanted to kind of throw that part out. Another thing about Tether is, is they have became a lot more transparent since they're running with the NYAG because I've been following this story. However, I have compared um, what Tether has, their reserves to USDC and USDC seems a lot more stable from what I have observed. So one of the things that I did about a month ago is I went ahead and swapped all of my Tether, well, about 90% to USDC just to be safe. Um, I think that Tether will be okay, but I always find it very, very interesting that we keep, not necessarily us, but people keep using Tether FUD every time there's something that goes wrong in the market. Everybody blames it, Tether, 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 Tether. Where is there the real, like, we have to kind of come to a real or find the real problem and stop blaming other parties. I don't know, maybe Tether is involved with some of these things. But at the same time, if they could get through scrutiny of the NYAG, I think that they are somewhat okay, a little bit more safer than some of the media outlets report on. Stepping back, I will say the situation here of these interlinkages, I mean, that's what this story is really about. Then the search for yield and the search for business model, as Will articulated, there are companies relying on other companies relying on other companies. And there is within the crypto circle potentials for spillover effects. And I think what Celsius has done is initiated some of those dominoes. Some people are going to be strong enough to weather that. Others may be in dicey shape right now. We may learn more about that soon. But it is interesting to watch sort of these questions about these interlinkages and their robustness in these times of crisis. That's the big question that stories like this are really about. But Wendy, I'll toss it to you. But one of the things that I want to kind of add to this is this type of behavior happens in TradFi. It happens in traditional business. A lot of businesses are kind of interlinked and they work together and they rely on each other. So it's not something that we haven't seen in traditional markets. It's nothing new. It's just with crypto, I feel like it's a little bit different because we still don't have like set regulation from the SEC. Just had to throw that out there. Good thought. Good point. Let's change gears and we're going to kick it to Jen. What do you got? All right. Bill Gates says that crypto projects like NFTs are shams based on the greater fool theory. He said this at a climate conference on Tuesday <laughs> and said, obviously, expensive digital images of monkeys are going to improve the world immensely. Will, I got to throw this down to you. Feels like you and Bill kind of share some of the same opinions. Yeah, I'm starting to rethink my entire life. So I don't have much more than that. Does suck to be on the same side as Bill Gates these days. 
I think he's right to a very large degree. A lot of these projects had some utility in the fact there was a community. You could get into cool clubs. You could wear your Basie shirt, your Basie hoodie places. Steph Curry had one, right? Steph Curry was rocking one of these things. They're flipping for millions of dollars. But it becomes a lot less cool when it starts breaking below certain price levels. And a lot of these Basie people are going to be going back into their mom's basements for a little bit until maybe the next bull cycle. Aww. So we'll see what happens. Zach, throw it up to you. I'm with Bill on this one, and I appreciate his precision of language. I think a lot of people, oh, when no. they say Ponzi, <laughs> when they say Ponzi, oh, crypto is a giant Ponzi. No, it's not a giant Ponzi. It is based largely Which on greater fools, right? You have markets that operate like this across the world, and crypto is one of those markets. Hey, I'm going to buy here, and I'm going to believe that a greater fool is going to come along later and buy higher. I think that is a bunch an of animating impulse of the NFT scene. I'm going to buy it at floor. And then surely someone's going to 2X my investment. Surely they're going to come along and do it. And in the meantime, I'm going to hype this thing so that there's more people who are likely to come and do that. So I'm actually with this story based. Wendy's Bill feeling Gates personally attacked right Bill. now. Big Bill style. I got to toss it to Wendy from that. I got to toss it to Wendy from that. All right, okay. stop, stop attacking me on the show just because I am a mutant ape. <laughs> leave me in my ape alone okay i like my ape it's a moon bag i own it free and clear i think that's super cool so listen it is so funny bill gates he has an opinion on everything besides microsoft at this point like this man made his fortune in tech by creating new ideas there's microsoft paint you could probably make an nft with microsoft paint mm. okay so the fact that Bill Gates has to say <laughs> something about technology, he just needs to stop. Let us innovate. Let us have fun. Let us trade our JPEGs, okay? Just as long as we practice good risk management. You're letting somebody that this guy tell you about your NFTs. No, thank you. No, thank you. Stop attacking me on the hash, guys, please. Okay, leave me Wasn't in my... Wasn't there a, my... a, a paint <laughs> NFT? Wasn't that the squiggles? Squiggles at oh, one yeah, point. Squiggles. See, yeah, maybe squiggles. maybe it was his project. Uh, squiggles were lit. I'm not going to lie. I like the squiggles. You should amazing. bring those... We need it would be back. amazing if Bill Gates was like an anonymous NFT founder. It'd be great. True. True. Wasn't <laughs> there one? Good. What's his? There's a rapper. What was his name? Control, lot, help me a out. Of, a lot of Cosmos rappers. Cosmos Medici was alleged to be Snoop Dogg for a while. Is that what you're talking about? Snoop Dogg. That's who it was. There it is. There Snoop. It is. All right. Snoop anyway. Bill Gates. Back to LA now. This has been a big time LA show. Wendy, we would never attack you. Don't worry. We're just here for the we're here for we the lows. It's good times. All right, that's it for the hash today. We gotta wrap this thing up. It's Wednesday. Tomorrow's Thursday. We'll see you then. We wish you well. I'm Zach. We got Will, Wendy, and Jen. Check us out on the podcast network if you're not already. It's a great place to listen to this show. All right. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye. You've been listening to The Hash on the Coindesk Podcast Network. We would like to hear from you. So if you have any questions or comments, please reach out to us at podcasts at coindesk.com, subject line, The Hash, or leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. 
Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.